And I keep that 38 for the weapon Remember when I came home for correction When it rains, it pulls She like the way I If you ain't a body, can't sit with me I swear that these bitches my mini me. It's been 307, we don't fight, boy 12 paramedics couldn't save your fucking life, boy Rap about the streets and what's going on has always been around. Jacksonville is a real underground city that's about to explode. They done lost a brother to the street. The same bullet that grazed past his head is the same bullet that flew across my body. Every day, I gotta watch my back. Some people be trying to be like the rappers in the drill video, they think, Oh, if they could do it, I could do it. Look at the people that passed away, the people that are in jail right now. You really want to do this for real, or are you just doing it for clout? Instead of drilling on camera in a hood, turn up and drilling them books and be lit on campus. You gotta be careful with what you say. Right. Yeah, because if you make it seem like everybody wanna be a tough guy, so it's like nowadays everybody kind of talking pains it the same way. Right. And it's costing It's costing lives. That's what me on top. I rap, make music, so I don't feel like you need nothing to talk about. I'm in a session, got Mar Jones in my presence. It's all about sending blessings, send the message, get the prepping, cause we press. Amari Morell is Jacksonville born and raised. He's a rapper, a talented one too, with a sound that embodies a new generation of hip hop artists. Let it ride, let it ride, did it roll out. You feeling good about it? I'm feeling good about this. This one's gonna pop though. This one got a message for sure. A generation of artists who, fairly or unfairly, are being blamed for a spike in violence across the country. Another local rapper is dead. Late last night, officers responded to calls of shots fired. Violence that has already claimed the lives of too many. Suggestions that music plays a role in violent crime by young people was debated on Capitol Hill yesterday. We've put the subject of rap music on our American agenda tonight because of fear. It's a story as old as time and as old as hip-hop itself. Our nation will not endure as a democracy if we permit the continuation of an art form that teaches children that rape, hate, and disrespect are okay, threatens the safety of our communities, and ensures that this nation remains the most violent nation in the world. While that blame has taken many forms over the years, lately that subgenre drill has had the biggest target on its back. It's immensely popular, hard-hitting, and the lyrics are provocative often paired with aggressive music videos that attract millions of eyeballs. 
What the hell is it? What is drill? In layman's terms, it's like a sub-genre of hip-hop, right? It started in Chicago, then it went to the UK, right. and eventually came to New York City. Mm -hmm. The dissing is what established, oh, this is a drill record. They're dissing each other, they're calling each other's names out, which was like new. Like, before in hip-hop, if you diss somebody, you really didn't say their name, it was like subliminal. So all that context made what drill is, is like direct diss music, beefing. You probably heard of the popular names. The late Pop Smoke out of New York, Chicago's Chief Keith, many see as the godfather of the genre. And now, a new crop of artists have taken up the mantle, like Brooklyn rappers Fabio Foreign, Chef G, even the viral Bronx native Ice Spice's sound is influenced by the new style of drill. The term drill was coined by the late rapper Pac-Man. That's the main reason drills get committed, man. But what exactly defines drill is up for debate. But everyone agrees that the drill in drill music is all about one thing, violence. A Chicago rapper who was gunned down here on one of Chicago's ritziest street. Four gunmen, witnesses say, jumped out of cars and fired from just a few feet away. It started with direct threats that some artists put into their lyrics. And these days, in social media as well, and that's what sets the genre apart and gains the attention of the authorities. Even New York City Mayor Eric Adams called out the trend. We are alarmed by it, by the use of social media to really overproliferate this violence in our communities. That real violence, which can turn into hugely viral moments online. Not even, not even bopping, punching my head. In 2022, New York-based rapper Kyle Rich dropped a song on TikTok which, aided by its unique choreography, quickly went viral. Even beyond the hip-hop community, teachers, police, everyone seemed to jump in on the trend. But what many don't know is that the Naughty Bop is arguably no innocent dance. It's allegedly meant to mimic a stabbing motion, mocking the way that 14-year-old drill rapper Naughty Osama was killed at a subway station earlier in 2022. Next tonight, a 15-year-old is facing murder and weapon charges after the fatal stabbing of a 14-year-old at a New York subway station on Saturday afternoon. His death was not the first nor the last in an ongoing chain of violence in New York City and beyond. Violence that the music industry and social media platforms seem all too okay with profiting off of. This is contributing to the violence that we're seeing all over this country. It is one of those rivers that we have to dam. Drill's movements through a city have always followed a familiar pattern. Somebody raps about the violence that surrounds them, often not sparing details. It doesn't take long for someone to take it the wrong way. Egged on by fans, a diss track necessitates a clapback. And it's not long until online beef with a beat turns into more physical violence. Eventually, the cops cracked down on live drill performances. And while a few of them lived to enjoy their careers, not everyone is so lucky. Pop Smoke was murdered in Los Angeles in 2020. King Vaughn later that year in Atlanta. And T. Dot Wu was killed in Brooklyn in 2022. The conversation around drill has largely centered around Chicago, New York, even across the pond in London. 
but it's taken over even in the most unsuspecting corners of the country. Jacksonville, Florida is one of the latest American cities to see a huge rise in young drill artists. And while 21-year-old platinum-selling artist Nardo Wick doesn't consider himself a drill rapper, his music doesn't mess around. Born and raised in the streets of Jacksonville, he's undoubtedly the city's biggest star. Music or no music, how rough does it get out here? It is what you hear, for sure. It's been violent, like it's violent. The music just broadcasted it, you know what I'm saying? But a decade in, and with countless people lost, can the city set itself apart? Or is it just another American city rife with creativity that's overshadowed by the bloodshed? Who's the drill music for? I, mean, I feel like the drill music is just for who it's for, like who had the same upbringing, and then it's the people that didn't have the type of upbringing. For them, it's just like entertainment, you know what I'm saying? Like how we watch a movie, it's entertainment to them. What do you want people to know about Jacksonville? You come in here, go to the club, shit. I know you have fun. We're in downtown Jacksonville right now, right? Yes, downtown, man. The biggest city, land-wise. How you doing? What's up, Shorty? Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you, bro. Right, thank you. I'm here to meet Shorty, co-owner of The Live Bar, one of the premier hip-hop bars in downtown Jacksonville. I feel like when people think of Jacksonville, they don't think of it as a city with nightlife and like a club scene. Because it wasn't. Years ago, it wasn't. It was just like one hit or miss club, two hit or miss clubs. Like, don't come to Jacksonville thinking that Jacksonville is a country. You'll get your feelings hurt. Right. Jacksonville is a real underground city that's about to explode. There's a lot of drill rap, a lot of artists out here. Like, these guys are monsters out here. As the drill scene has blown up here, what have been some of the unintended consequences? It comes with the territory. You know, it's like with poverty in these neighborhoods and stuff like that. You got to do what you got to do to survive. You got to keep your mom's lights on. Social media, I blame that more than I blame with the words that's coming out of the drill rapper's mouth right. because it, so, it amplifies everything. That's why you got a lot of beefs. Three Jacksonville men face charges after a reported ambush targeting rapper Young and Ace. One man was killed, another hurt in that shooting. Firearms have become increasingly prevalent in these videos with content that insults and challenges rival gangs and groups that can lead to acts of retaliation such as drive-by shootings. This is the gang graffiti of the 1980s. Over the last few years, Jacksonville has seen an uptick in homicides. When I see you, I'ma push your shit back, boy. Time get to spin through your set, we don't fight, boy. A somber reality reflected in 2021 when rapper Spinna Benz, Wapa with the Choppa, Young Nates, and Fast Money Goon, believed to be members of the gang ATK, released Who I Smoke, a track that calls out the names of murdered rivals over a Vanessa Carlton sample. It prompted the retaliation track, Beatbox Remix, Baby Flow. By local rapper Fulio and fellow alleged members of the opposing group, KTA. Gruesome deaths are often mocked lyrically. In another track, also by Fulio, he didn't mince words.
cavalier attitude towards life and death raises questions about a young person's future in the new rap game. Hello, hey, hello. Mr. Morrell, how's it going? I'm Ashen. Yeah, company, baby. Ms. Morrell, how's it going? How are you? I'm Ashen. Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming. Hey, Mari. Mari, four times. What's up, man? How you living? Good. Where's Jamila? She out here? I know. I see in the back. Four ten. With it, man. You know it's performance day, right? Come on. Baby, four times. How's it going? I'm Ashen. Your big bro been saying you are the baby goat. I'm the face. Definitely, I'm in the face. You'll see me, but when you see me, you wouldn't know that she'll be coming right behind. Miller, how long you been rapping for? Since like six, seven. This the man cave right here. Oh, this is this is the spot. Mari four times and Baby four times, respectively, have been rapping since they could talk. They're hoping to build out a studio in the shed. But for now, they're making it work in their mom's closet. I record over there in a uh, closet. This is where you get the quality. This is where you walk in when you're ready to record a song. Do you bring a mic in or how does it work? I use some Apple headphones. This will be plugged into my phone and boom, I wrote, if the door is open and my sister, she right there in a the cord running through here to where we can't shut the door and she mastering it, I would turn my back so I would keep my surround sound over here. What's your mom think about you, you recording in her closet? When it's clean and it's neat, she don't like it because ain't no telling. I can go ahead and just be wild and then she come in and something missed out of place because I done adjusted something to get my comfortability and stuff like that. But for the most part, nah, she don't mind. She, she love it because it's giving me a chance to live out my dreams. Amari's dream is to make a name for himself in hip hop. In 2023, that more or less means embracing drill. Damn, Spencer. In my dreams, I see a dead man walk. True to the genre, Amari raps about his reality. He doesn't shy away from addressing the violence, poverty, and loss he's faced. His version of drill is as gritty and as raw as the rest. They give me mad see red. He spinning bad till he dead. I've been a daughter one beginning problem, but I ain't a problem he's tears. But he wants his songs to be therapeutic and cathartic not vehicles for call-outs and feuds. In other cities like Atlanta, you probably see Lil Baby tapping with Young Thug. It ain't like that down here. Like, everybody's very territorial. Like, it's these territorial. rappers, yeah, like, these rappers don't mess with these rappers. Like, this rapper has his own situation going on. Now it's like, everybody want to be, be the big guy. They want to be the front guy, they want to be the boss guy. They want everybody under them. They ain't looking at it like, oh, we can all eat. Like, nigga, you do your thing, I do my thing. Where do we draw the line? Where do we get to the point to where, as soon as I get off this mic, I match you? Why are you so angry at this other person? Is he better than you? Or did he call you out? I mean, what, what is it that we have? 
people getting beat up, people getting killed. I'm curious, how has this affected you guys? They lost a brother to the street in violence. They lost their oldest brother. So like now we just pray and just watch over them, just know the Lord got them and they already know not to get, like he don't, he don't get involved in none of that stuff. We know they covered with the Lord and just, just keep praying. You know, we can't be scared. And like we say, we already lost one, so we just, it's an everyday battle. Amari and Miller's oldest brother, Jamar, was never fully able to shake the streets. In Ohio, April 2017, at 34 years old, he was shot and killed, just a few days shy of Miller's 10th birthday. You always had your talent, but that was the day you found your focus. It gave me a lot of more reason. I already got brothers that done rap. That didn't gave me a reason. Then just what I experienced, that gave me a reason. Then, you know, we got the baby goat. She motivated me. That gave me a reason. <laughs> and then that, you know what I'm saying? Then, you don't need any more reasons. Yeah. I done took losses, but that one, like, I was shell-shocked, but then I was like, what you want to do? You want to sit around and cry about it all day, or you want to execute the plan and... Know that bro smiling down on you. I, I know he was up there smiling, like no cap. Yeah. Amari wrote a song about the loss of his brother, which he brought to his mentor, Jamal Mal Jones, a lyricist and community advocate. Once uh, Mal got the background of what, you know, where the song was created from, he said, I'm letting him do it. And he did, and I think that was a big release for Amari, the song itself, because he was young he's still young but everybody grieved different you know and it's like he couldn't really find the words to say i just he was angry really 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 angry and if you hear the song you can hear the pain in his voice he <laughs> he went off on that one so my brother say dead different mothers still looked after each other we always loved each other one sister eight brothers yeah my boys had a chance since i lost more that's actually the first day I learned that whatever I don't talk about, I can write it out and then talk about it to the mic. Let nobody else have power over my emotions and junk like that. Jamal, Amari's mentor, originally from the Bronx, has been in Jacksonville for over two decades. Born to a musical family, his passion is elevating hip-hop as an art form and working with youth. What's, What's going on, man? Ashen. How you doing, Lawrence? Nice to meet you. Yeah. Once a month, he puts on a cypher for young people across Jacksonville. Basically, an open mic for anyone who wants to come through. I dropped in on him as he was getting ready for the next one. You said you got the cypher tonight. Yeah. What exactly is that? Yeah, it's the it's the lyricist live open mic cipher for rappers in Jacksonville, and we're on our thirteenth year. Started in twenty eleven, it's twenty twenty three, man. And I've had all these young kids in a city like Jacksonville, you know, that has a high crime rate. I've got all of them converging downtown together. From twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two. Homicides in Jacksonville increased nearly 27%. Fortunately, Jamal has been able to avoid the bloodshed at his events. There's been no violence for 13 years, man. No fights. The rules are you can't curse, but you can say whatever you want as long as you don't curse. Listen, Dad, King. King is what we 
takes like a, a type of skill set to be able to do that. So that's bragging rights. Amari Miller are set to perform tonight on their biggest stage yet in the heart of downtown Jacksonville. Drill wasn't always around, but rap about the streets and what's going on has always been around, you know, with the message. You talk about what's actually happening in the streets. And unfortunately, in the drill rap culture, no matter how horrible it is, it's a side of the story that we wouldn't get to hear otherwise. Yeah, you could you could pop up right here. Boom. He's a, well, you spit it all at the cypress? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'm doing a whole entire show today. Nice. Yes. Ahead of the cipher, and between rehearsals, Amari showed me around his old neighborhood. Nothing takes longer than trying to get through the whole west side. Or going from the south side to the west side. We drove past their old apartment, where one of his brothers was once targeted by rivals. And my brother, when they shot, it grazed past his head. He grazed past his head. He threw me off the couch. But the same bullet that grazed past his head is the same bullet that flew across my body when he threw me off the couch and I was turning sideways. So I was like, you know, right now I'm not supposed to be here. But so, you know what I'm saying? It's a blessing because that wasn't my time yet. How old were you then? Uh, I was like, I was, I was like five, five. I was a little boy. Even when you were younger, was there any, was there ever like any pressure to be the tough guy? Did you ever think like maybe I should, this will improve my career or, or make me, you know, make people mess with my music more? Nah, because I learned something at a young age that tough guys don't last long at all. These were the stopping grounds when you were a kid. Yeah, first park I ever played at. This park, a reminder of Amari's childhood. One where he had to grow up a little too fast. I watched somebody get beat up during the basketball game, over a basketball game, and Buddy got thrown into the trunk. They beat him up, threw him in the trunk, took off with him. Right after that, after they took him, somebody that came and shot up the park on my birthday. My brother, he, he picked me up, he done dashed and ran me through the backfield. But in that same park, Mari and his sister find a few potential fans. After a little coaxing, the duo, especially the shyer, younger Mila, muster enough courage to spit for the crowd. Why are you watching me? But since you watching me, keep on watching me. And while the siblings impressed, that didn't stop the OGs from dropping a little wisdom on the younger pair. I think that drill is low vibrational. Drill. I think it's low. I think it sends the wrong messages. Separate yourself. Separate yourself from everybody else's way. Separate yourself. Do you, you know what I mean? Do you and what make you, what make Mari Mari, you know what I mean? Do you. Up north in Jersey, DJ Drewski is caught between a rock and a hard place when it comes to drill. Well, the proof is the when, you, when you come to a Drewski drill concert. Oh my God, it's legit. We <laughs> got, got more of it. The go-to drill MC for Hot 97, the tri-state areas, if not the world's premier hip-hop station, 
has felt firsthand the fallout of drill-inspired violence and risked ruffling his fans' feathers to speak out. These kids that are now 16 and 17, and they're growing up and becoming artists at a time where drill music is popping. So it's not just, it's not like drill music is recruiting people. No, the kids are just growing into it because it's the sound you grew up on. To point the finger and be like, oh, drill music creates the violence. No, the violence already exists. The violence hit home for Drewski in 2022 when his homie T. Woo, known for his viral dance, The Woo Walk, was killed in a shooting outside his Brooklyn home in broad daylight, just hours after signing his first record deal. He was 22. At the memorial for T. Woo, a young Brooklyn rapper who was shot to death. We are in a group that nobody wants to join. Like losing our children for nothing. You guys were close. How did his death hit you? Right, and, right. and was it kind of the straw that broke the camel's back when it came to yeah. making that post a, a couple months ago? For me, it was. When, when I heard what happened to T. Dot, that's what made me really like speak up. In the wake of his friend's death, Drewski posted an Instagram story vowing to stop playing diss gang tracks in an effort to change the culture and curb the violence. What kind of friend was he to you? He was the life of the party, and it didn't matter who was in the room. He got the party started. He brought the energy. Look at what we're talking about, right? Look at the people that passed away, the people that are in jail right now. You really want to do this for real, or are you just doing it for clout? If you're doing it for clout, go ahead, diss, shoot, kill. Mm. It's not going to end well, good. Like, yeah. It's not just about you, because now you're being selfish, because you have family that loves you, your friends that love you. Now, if you want to change your life and the people around your life, let's really put a plan together and follow the successful route. In Brooklyn, the Green Campaign is trying to do just that. The organization's mission is to redirect at-risk youth from the neighborhood towards positive environments for personal growth. The goal of this program is to really be a lifeline of support to say, if you or someone that's close to you that you know is involved in some, you know what I mean, dangerous situations, how can we make a commitment to give you guys an opportunity? The program, offering scholarships to a New York City college for those who decide to turn in illegal firearms. And I'm here to work with any and every one of you guys to get into the school, if it's through a firearm submission or through restorative justice, or if you just want to go to college. Let's sit down. I caught up with the founder, Rashid Littlejohn. Well, you know, you know. As he took a group of young adults on a tour of the campus. The highlight of the tour, none other than the recording studio. I'm not here to try to sell you anything. I'm here to say this is an opportunity. Think about what you're interested in and see if you could fit yourself in this space and thrive. Especially some of you guys I see, oh, that's a studio. Like, we got rappers that really go to college. Now, I mean, Two Chains is one of them. People don't even know that. J. Cole, we could get into a list of rappers who went to school and was able to build a base for themselves in a, in a university setting because instead of drilling on camera in a hood, turn up and drilling them books and be lit on campus. Afterwards, I sat down with some of the young people to try and wrap my head around just how high the stakes are for them. Like, I be thinking about going to college, but at the same time I don't. Every day, gotta watch my back, watch everywhere I go, wanna do this, wanna do that. Sometimes shit come to my mind like, go do this, go do that. But I can't, gotta make the right decision, you heard? Does the music that's out there right now kind of play a role in what y'all are going through? Some people be trying to 
be like the rappers in the drill video because they talk about, you know, killing people, doing this, doing that. And then the people who listen to them, they think, oh, if they could do it, I could do it. Oh, I'm just like him and stuff like that. So How often are y'all hearing about someone you know or someone in your age group has lost their lives to gun violence? Like Monday, you know, my school, Grand Street, two of my friends got shot and one is in a coma right now. And then the next day after, the charter school got shot up. Three people got shot back to back. And that's my life being at risk. But it's like scary to me because like those are two people who I'm really close to and it just happened to them. Like they just wanted to be down, you know, spectating a fight. They got shot. You know, yeah, it happens a lot yeah. in New York. Like, there be too much people watching a fight on the court, instigating and stuff, and that's how people get caught up. Rappers have been calling each other out yeah, of course, since the yeah. beginning of time. How is this different? How is drill unique in this way? So I feel like the way they present it, especially with the internet, is is what attracts people, right? I think they can you can visualize it a lot more. Mm -hmm. For them, it's serious, but for the, the viewer, the listener, the kids, it's entertaining. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a soap opera in a sense where they're like, you follow the story, you follow the beef. And you think fans are kind of egging, what egging it on? They're egging it on. They right. love to jump in the comments. They pick a side, right? Via social media, drill rap can take very real violence out of its tragic context. And that context for many, unknowingly, becomes entertainment. These kids don't feel like they got an option with drill music. They putting guns in videos, really rapping about killing people. They're going to get the record deals because the label going to say, yeah, drill time. We need more of that. But Rashid says these songs do much more than entertain. Instead, they actually dehumanize the people they're meant to empower. So if you're going to pay these kids that are incentivized by violence and they're getting record deals, showing real guns, not props, talking about killing real people, not ideas, then who is going to stop the situation at the root? For this generation, struggling to make it in a new era of hip hop, the allure of flexing for social media fandom can be irresistible. What's up, Miller? You ready to rock? For some of these kids, the number of friends who've been killed feels dangerously close to their follower counts. Even though we might be talking about the same shit, I feel like the beat selection matter, the way you put shit, the way you word shit, I feel like all that shit matter. Even though Nardo doesn't claim drill, its influence on his music, hip hop today, and the culture at large is evident. And as long as that violence is selling, it seems to matter less and less what we call it. To me, it's dying for entertainment purposes. It's incentivized chaos by way of likes, by way of attention. The authorities blame the music, while those really living it argue it's a reflection of a reality on the streets. Maybe it's both, and all part of a vicious cycle that has everyone pointing fingers and casting blame. I'll say like, yo, if you want to be an influencer, if you want to mean something or, or leave an impact on the culture, it's okay to speak up and stand for what you feel, right? Don't be scared to do that. You go through life experiences, talk about that. Talk about your life, be real. Like drill music is built on like, being real, being honest, what's going around, you know, going on around you. Jacksonville, make some noise. But instead of pointing fingers, 
Amari and others like him, with the help of mentors like Jamal and Rashid, are striking back through storytelling. Last question for you. Um, what do we lose if we lose drill music? It's, it's art. Like, why would you want to lose any piece of art? Right? It's like, this is their art. This is their expression. Why take that away? Silencing a generation. Yeah. So we lose by losing touch with what's happening with, with them and the next generation. I think what we do about it is change what's happening in the inner city. We give more opportunities to the kids. We actually talk to them and find out what's going on, like, and listen to them. Y'all make blood, man.